Welcome to the most genetically jacked, athletically stacked podcast walking today. That's right. Welcome to two words. It's a new year. It's a new day. And we're back. And we're better than ever. That's right. Matt and I are back to bring you the funniest wrestling podcast out there. Um, how many how many intros can you cram together into this weird mishmash? Oh, I can cram. <laughs> I'm a, so I'm, a, do, I'm a professional crammer. Do not challenge me. <laughs> That's right. We're back. We missed you. We hope that you missed us. Um, but we're back, and, and like I said, we're better than ever. Um, we've got a whole lot of cool stuff planned out, and this is probably going to be the show that I've looked forward to the most, because today our two words are talking trash. That's right. We're going to talk about the best part of pro wrestling, the trash talk. Who did it best? Who did it worst? We got it all. But first, there's some things we got to get to. Number one on the list, I wouldn't laugh because... oh. Number one on the list is not a not a yeah, fun thing. That's on my list too. Is number one. Um, I think it's number one on everybody's list. A uh, couple weeks ago, the wrestling community lost Mr. John Hubbard. Yeah. Also known as Brody Lee. Also known as Luke Harper. Um, also known as Big Red. To like, I mean, like way back in like Chikara. Oh wow. Um, uh, but I. I this was probably one of the hardest ones for me as far as like wrestlers who had passed because it's not like Pat Patterson who who passed a couple of months ago who or last month. Yeah. So was, gosh. But yeah, That's he I mean he 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 lived his full life. Yeah. Had a fantastic career. Brody uh, Lee was on legend. Yeah. was on his uptick. Right. This was the beginning of probably the best season that he was going to have. And then for that to happen a non-COVID lung-related issue. That's that's all we really yeah. know about it. Right? And and everybody knew that this was the best that he's done. Yeah. And I think what's what's so cool to me is everybody that you hear talk about him that knew him, that wrestled with him, um, or was in any company with him, everybody kind of said the same thing, is that he loved his family the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a story that Arn Anderson was telling that they were leaving... They were leaving a taping uh, at a, at the same time, and Arn asked him, "Like, are you gonna are you gonna catch a flight home?" He said, "No, I'm gonna drive." And Arn was like, "Don't you live like 500 miles away?" He goes, "Yeah, but if I drive, I can make it home in time to have breakfast with my kids." Mm. And like, I made it 30 seconds into the Brody Lee tribute show before I cried. Yeah, like I did not make it far at all they showed they showed his son in the dark order mask and 
you could tell that he was crying. I was like, man, this is... Hmm. I mean, one of the biggest things that proved to me that this was going to be, like, the big time for, for Brody Lee was the fact that they were building up who the head of the Dark Order was going to be for months. Like, there was this secret, mysterious, you know, figure leading everybody in the background. And, and people threw out names, like, you know, like Sting or some some big name that you... People threw out Cash Wheeler. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, I mean, they expected somebody big. Yeah. And then it was Brody Lee. And nobody was disappointed. Not at all. Like, Brody Lee, as Luke Harper in WWE, was kind of stuck in the mid card. But when Brody Lee got revealed as the... Nobody questioned it. Nobody's like, oh, really? Brody Lee's the big guy behind it? And they're like, oh, it's time to go. Yeah. Here we go, guys. It Buckle was up. And that just that first that first little bit, which really was the whole little bit that he had uh, in that role and, and even as briefly as a TNT champion. Yeah. It was phenomenal. It was a fantastic start to what would have been probably one of the best runs in AEW since it started. He and he saved a lot of people's careers in the Dark Order. Mm. Because the Dark Order was going nowhere. Right. It felt like retribu- retribution. Yeah. And now it and he feels saved, like something. He saved big. Evil Uno. He saved Stu Grayson. He saved John Silver's career. Like <laughs> these guys are going to have careers and and it's all and they attribute it all to Brody Lee, and they had a uh, member of the Dark Order in every single match during that, yeah, uh, tribute show, which I thought was cool. Yeah, amazing. But um, WWE also you know did tributes. Yeah. To to you know they called him Luke Harper for the most part, but uh, a lot of the some of the wrestlers were wearing armbands. Uh, few uh, one of the wrestlers I think did his finishing move. Yeah. Um, but I that mean the discus that, that discus lariat is a <laughs> oh <laughs> man that is a fun move. I don't think there was there was some backlash against WWE for like honoring Luke Harper. Did you catch that? that I felt, caught some that of felt it. Felt a bit wrong to me. I'm like, look, I I understand that yes that they let him go. And what was no long he was no longer WWE wrestler, but that doesn't mean that these wrestlers that worked with him for so long didn't have a deep connection to him yeah. too. I mean, there's quite a few people that you know I haven't fired anybody, but there's quite a few people that I was kind of happy to see leave or or <laughs> or you know were, were let go from a position at a you know restaurant or wherever else that I was at. That doesn't mean that if they died, I would not be incredibly sad and want to go to their funeral and honor them as best I can. Yeah, just because we weren't working together anymore. <sighs> I mean, it's what, it, so. So what were they supposed to do? Just ignore act it. Act like it never happened. Right. And well, he's not our guy anymore. What? They didn't fire him. He asked to be let go, and they said. Oh yeah, that's right. I guess yeah, they, you're right. They tried to keep him, and finally he went on Twitter and was like. I have been begging the WWE to release me, and I don't know why they haven't. And That's then, right. Like a yeah. couple weeks later, they did. So I mean, well, it's he not wanted like, to be used more. Yeah, yeah. He wanted something. Of he wanted substance. to go down to. He wanted to go down to NXT. He's like, put me down in NXT. Yeah. I don't. I don't not, care. That's he's not the first. They. Um, <laughs> he said in an interview, uh, he was on Talk Is Jericho, and he said that they were like, well, what if we could get you in New Japan? And I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. I was like. But they don't own New Japan. They can't. They can't get me in New Japan. 
they just want to sell me to a company that's not directly in con- uh, yeah. conflict with them. So we're gonna miss <clears throat> we're gonna miss Brody Lee. A weird kind of thing. Like I didn't realize I would miss Brody yeah. Lee. I didn't realize I cared about him that much. It's also strange. You kind of miss the potential that he had. Oh yeah. Like you miss what you knew was coming down the line. It's 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 a it's an incredibly big disappointment from that aspect. Uh, heartbreaking, of course, for his family uh, and for the friends that he has in the wrestling industry. Uh, just out of nowhere, forty-one, yeah. right? He's forty-one. Forty-one. Just that's. I mean, I'm six years away from that. Yeah, I and just tur- in, yeah, I just turned thirty, and I'm in terrible health. That's just <laughs> it's, it's it's frightening that yeah. that 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 can just happen. Maybe uh, here's an interesting thought. Maybe Eric Rowan like steps in. Is the leader of the Dark Order? That would what, be like, that would be an amazing. Like, what what have we been missing from thing? Eric Rowan? Right. Like maybe he can do a whole bunch of stuff nobody knew about without but. a weird hand tarantula or whatever in a cage. Please, without the weird <laughs> hand tarantula. Yeah, but let him show up in his flannels and his sure. and his metal t shirts. Yeah, he's like wearing a like a um, you know I don't know, I I can't think of any metal bands <laughs> all of a sudden. And more like an Injustice for All t-shirt or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so uh, Paul Heyman has apparently been working, and I don't know how he's been working with him, but this kid named Parker Bordeaux, who uh, plays football um, at the moment in college, but he may be going into some sort of uh, combat sport. He may be going into UFC. There's speculation he may, you know, do some wrestling or something. But Paul Heyman is working with him. And they, uh, they asked, or the, uh, an article I saw said that, you know, oh, Paul Heyman may be working with the next Paul, uh, with the next Brock Lesnar. And I thought, okay, yeah, maybe. But then I realized why they said that. Because, and you at home can look up a picture of him. This is a picture of Parker Bordeaux. He looks like Brock Lesnar's son. He looks like Brock Lesnar. He looks like Brock Lesnar had a baby with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just... They, they, they look related for sure. They, if they're almost, if they're not, I'd be, I'd be more surprised Holy if they weren't cow. related. It's freaky, but I don't know. Um, and apparently he's supposed to be like, Paul Heyman thinks he's the next big thing, which Paul Heyman says that about everybody, but... Sure. Wow. Okay. Yeah, look up That's, a picture. Yeah, look up a picture of him. Uh, Brock Lesnar, the baby of Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <clears throat> what have you got? Uh, a segue, I guess, from Paul Heyman to to Roman Reigns. Okay. Uh, this, this last uh, Raw... They finally had like a real fight going on in the screens, in between all the fan screens mm. for the first time, which yeah. I thought this long overdue. Yeah. That was pretty neat to see. Yeah. I was just, I was just, I mean, not, that's not news in any way. I just thought, <laughs> hey, what took they're, them so long? They're finally using this. <laughs> um, but the, the other, the other note that I have is about Otis. And I've brought up Otis pretty much every episode for the last few episodes we've done. And why wouldn't we? And he is now in this like weird generic looking singlet 
Yeah. Oh, it's awful. And I hate it. It's like, it's gray, but somehow it's poop gray. It's just, yeah. Like it's it a looks, brownish gray. It looks bad. And they, t- it, which, and it takes away all the personality that Otis has, you know, that we're known, known for him seeing like, also takes, a, also takes away all the mystery of what he looks like underneath <laughs> that singlet. Also that <laughs> I just, I don't understand what they're doing. What are you doing to Otis? And then everything he's done wrestling wise lately has been in impromptu tag teams. Yeah. If we're going to keep him in a tag team, why did you break him up from the one of the best tag teams, uh, at least like storyline wise, y'all had going? I just don't. But hey, we got we got Big E as Intercontinental. Big E finally's gotten gotten some push, which I enjoy a lot. The Big E Intercontinental uh, thing with uh, with uh, Sami Zayn is phenomenal, but enjoyable. It, but Otis, you know, with Otis's singlet. You know, it was it was black and it was yellow because heavy machinery, caterpillar, the brand, mm-hmm. like it made sense. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's very I noticed gross, that. generic. It's it's not And he comes out in that. Like you never yeah. see him in his like normal backstage clothes or yeah. like his weird T shirts where he's got his belly showing or anything. You yes. don't see that anymore, or at least you haven't in a while. I don't know if they just haven't maybe used him enough t- for us to see it, but the fact that it's just uh, it's making me sad. Otis is yeah. going down the drain. It took his dang money in the bank away and gave it to the Miz now twice. For nothing. What's going on? Bogus. <laughs> Are you out or do you, do you need me? No, I've got some other stuff. Oh, okay. Um, Knights of the Lone Wolf. Yeah. I mean... I- Here's 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 the issue I have mostly with it. I am a big fan of factions, especially yes. like AEW. That is where they are they are winning. They're with, killing it with, with factions. The elite. They have the Dark Order. Um, they have. And the Vince Inner doesn't Circle, really like factions, which is why we don't see a whole lot or haven't. Which is weird because factions is what made WWE yeah so much better. Absolutely for the longest time. Um, so they're putting a few factions, a couple of groups together, and I guess that makes sense. I have no problem with the idea of the Knights of the Lone Wolf. What I have a, a problem with is that the Knights of the Lone Wolf are Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler. Elias has Jackson Riker. All three of those guys were the Forgotten Sons. That's right. That is th- that they broke up. Because Jackson Riker tweeted something out that was pro-Trump and people got upset about it. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming that's it. like <laughs> in I mean, order we can't of say events that, that is it, but it's in order of events that's what happened. Likely, um, what happened? And so I, I just think that's weird that they broke up the Forgotten Sons after like two weeks of being on the main roster. Um. I think that's weird. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. I also don't like Baron Corbin, so right. giving him and a faction. Is, yeah. I, I'm still... I try. I really try to like Baron Corbin when he comes on. Because I know we're supposed to hate him. That's the whole the whole idea. But I feel like I'm hating him for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I don't hate him because he's a heel. I don't hate him because he's a jerk. I hate him because... He just feels like a slimy individual. 
Yeah. 100% of the time. And he might be the nicest guy behind stage that, uh, you know, could ever be. I have no idea. But I don't get a genuine, like, heel feel from him. I get a, oh, I would not want to hang out with this dude. Yeah. Kind of feel. The only reason I would want to hang out with him is because uh, if you follow his Twitter or Instagram, he smokes, like, a colossal amount of meat. <laughs> like he grills all of the time and it looks delicious so it just i guess it's just he's his character is radiating the wrong heel vibe in my yeah. opinion it's not maybe. the kind of heel you love to hate it's maybe what he's looking for i don't know <laughs> um you got anything else yes uh street profits love them they they really are coming into their own with that the whole kind of new face of entertainment their their whole deal against uh, uh, Ziggler this past week was fun. Mm-hmm. Coming out there doing that whole thing. Ziggler the, and Rude, another yeah. tag team that I love. And they're doing great. They're getting yep. really good uh, heel tag team work. I'm enjoying that, too. Really doing a good job. Uh, just, yeah, uh, no news for that either. Just just saying I, I'm enjoying that, that dynamic between those two teams, and uh, it's very entertaining. And it's yeah. good to see Ziggler getting some quality screen time some good some good he's he's the he's the you know we've always said that like undertaker's the workhorse yeah of the wwe but uh he's also been you know one of the most popular wrestlers that entire time oh yeah ziggler he is more than happy to be jobbed out on a weekly basis oh yeah and he'll just keep re-upping that contract. And, he, you know, he makes you think he's not going to. And he makes you think that, oh, I'm not going to be in the Royal Rumble every year. He goes out there and complains to somebody or does a stand-up special and saying, yeah, why do you think I'm here instead of across town? And then he shows up in the Royal Rumble. You know, he, yeah. he's more than happy to play along and play the audience and, and just do what needs to be done. He really is kind of like the the unseen workhorse. Well, and that's, that's what he, like his contract a couple years ago... I read somewhere it was like I I've signed a very lucrative contract to be a B team player. Yeah, like that is what I'm gonna do. It's basically um, just let's keep him on for when we need him because we know when we need him, he'll do a fantastic job. Yeah, and Angelo Dawkins has some rhythm. We found out. Yeah, has some has some drumming. Yeah, that drumming was, rhythm. That was cool. Too. It's it's great. So I'm just I'm enjoying the product right now. WWE is is keeping my attention, and. uh you know, this is where they need to do that when we're leading into WrestleMania season. We got Royal Rumble coming up. That's going to be phenomenal. Uh, I mean, mostly, except for, well, I mean, okay. So we had the Raw uh, Legends Night. Yeah. Teddy Long. Where was came Carlito? Out. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy Long came out, set up that tag team match, play a play a holla holla. Holla holla. <laughs> tag match play a. Uh, Riddle is really Riddle, Riddle is becoming kind of like the the white R truth to me. He's just freaking funny every time I see him. Yeah, I'm not I'm not hating it anymore. I'm upset about how much I like Matt Riddle, <laughs> and I'm also upset that he's in a tag team with Jeff Hardy, and they're calling it the Hardy Bros. <laughs> no, I love which that. I know is just like a jab. <laughs> but uh, the only thing that I'm disappointed in is, yay Goldberg's back. Santa's about to slay again. <laughs> Goldberg is back to challenge Drew at the Royal Rumble, which, I mean... So, this time we know Goldberg's not going to win. Yeah. Because the only reason he won against The Fiend is because they needed some way to take the title off The Fiend because they sh- stupidly gave it to him. 
Stop giving the fiend the title. He doesn't need the title ever. Yeah. He needs to be what he is, causing the havoc that he does in a non-title format. But anyway. the, but he does need to attack title holders. Sure, absolutely. I want him to like have matches with title holders and then be like, "Oh, you want to take my title?" And he's like, "No, I really don't." Right. Yeah. Just let him be a force yeah. of evil. It's great. But Goldberg versus Drew. So uh, that's this is the first time in a long time I've not been excited about a Drew match. <laughs> It could be good, but I don't know. Goldberg has a real hit and miss. How many times are we going to say this Goldberg match could be good before we stop saying that? For real. Yeah, like, you're right. Um, even even the best Goldberg no. match he's had since coming back ain't been that great. Yeah, what was that? With Kevin Owens? I think so. Probably with Kevin Owens. I would yeah. say that, yeah. Yeah. And I like Goldberg. I wanna, I wanna, I want to watch him wrestle, but... He just does bad matches. Like. It's just, yeah, it's. <sighs> he came out and did that whole squash thing with Ziggler. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Leave, leave it alone. I know right now he's got like a contract with WWE that requires him be in like two matches a year. And so they always have these weird, I'm going to pop up out of nowhere. And, You're next. Mm-hmm. I mean. You're and, next. But it's, just, it's, it's not having the right feel. It's not having the right feel to it. Not loving it. It's making me sad. Um, uh, so I pulled up my phone the other day, and I got on Twitter, and Ric Flair was trending. Ooh. And I, my heart sank. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh no, oh no, not, not Rick. They can't take Rick from me. Um, but he's okay. He's alive. Everything's fine. There was just a, it was trending that he uh, like really liked Drew McIntyre. I think was what it was. No, no, he was talking about Shawn Michaels. He was saying Shawn what? Michaels is probably the best wrestler of all time. Oh yeah, totally agree. Like yeah, that's that's I don't disagree. In my opinion. Yeah. So, um, you know, for now we still have Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. He was on um, the the Raw episode. Yeah. Too. Did he get Charlotte, chewed out by Charlotte? Charlotte? Got, Charlotte got in his face. Stay out of my business again. Yeah. <laughs> they really need to stop putting... I'm, I mean, like, I know they're father and daughter. Like, I get that. I get that it's an easy thing to put them together, but, like, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Do something different. Right. Just do something else. I don't know. As long as it's not dominating the storyline, I'm okay with it. Yeah, well... You know, but uh, <laughs> fortunately, Ric Flair's with us. Um, him and Betty White are hanging out and forever. Uh, um, They'll outlive us all, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but anyway, well, when we come back, we are going to talk about some trash. <laughs> Stay here. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So Doctor Who had a New Year's special, and it's the first episode of Doctor Who we've gotten since the last New Year's special. <laughs> we, we haven't had like the most consistent run when it came to Doctor Who. When Peter Capaldi's final regular season aired, like back in summer of 2017... We went from like the summer until Christmas with just one episode, 
And then after that one episode, we went 10 months before the next episode. And it's it's just been a hard schedule to keep as a Doctor Who fan. And y'all, we're easily distracted people. And so, of course, across this time, some people have straight up forgotten that Doctor Who was good. And I'll admit, I'm kind of one of them. As I was watching this New Year's special, I literally caught myself remembering, oh, oh yeah, Doctor Who is good. Um, the New Year's special had a lot of what makes a great episode of Doctor Who, and it was one of the best episodes in a long time, possibly one of the best episodes of Jody's era, and I, I just really enjoyed it, and as I watched it, I went back to thinking, I was like, you know what, man? I really do love Doctor Who, and I had to honestly remind myself, and as easy as it is to forget that with Doctor Who, sometimes it's that easy for us to forget how good God is, because we get caught up in our distractions, we get caught up in our frustrations, we get caught up in our struggles, and sometimes it feels like God shows up less than a British time traveler in a blue box. When the reality is God's good every day, we just don't remember it. In Psalm 77, verse 11 and 12, it says this, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. Verse 12 says, I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Y'all, God is constantly showing how good he is to us. But it's our responsibility to remember it. It's our responsibility to put our focus on that. Yes, if I actually put some time and thought into it, I'll remember Doctor Who's dope. But if I put thought into time of how good God is, I will be constantly reminded. But that's up to me, and it's up to you. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Road Morning Show, only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about what Faith and Fandom does, head over to our new website, faithandfandom.org, where you can learn more about our podcasts, Comic-Con ministry, memes, and our book series that has seven volumes out with more on the way. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to Two Words. We're so glad you're still with us. And in our second segment today, we're going to be talking about our two words. And like I said, our two words are talking trash. Let's face it. The best part of wrestling is trash talk. For real. Don't get me wrong. I love a great technical match. But there's just something appealing about a guy or a gal who can do, who can really push a narrative with their story. Uh, I talked about on our first episode how I got hooked because of great storytelling and nothing helps tell a story like some good old fashioned trash talk. So I guess really, let's just get down to brass tacks here. We can talk about who the best trash talkers are and I want to, but who are the worst trash talkers? Bailey. <laughs> Only because you don't believe every anything she says, because she she still even as a heel radiates sweetness and light. Yeah, she's not talking <laughs> in her voice. Right, it's clearly like, an act, and they're not writing in her voice. <laughs> uh, Baron Corbin, oh. or again the same reason we talked about before is that it, he doesn't come off as like a scary, threatening heel. He comes off as just a slimy jerk that I just don't want to exist. Guzzy. <laughs> 
Um, early Roman Reigns, like just mm-hmm. post Shield Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. so garbage. I'm not the good guy. I'm not the bad guy. <laughs> I'm the guy. It's my yard, and I'm a big dog. Woof woof. Let me go have a garbage match with the Undertaker real quick. All right, this one might be controversial. I never really cared for X-Pac's trash talk. Yeah. He kind of came off as the... It's like, you know, it's like there's a chihuahua that I was just louder. thinking <laughs> yeah. that. It just came off as trying too hard to sound too tough because he was a smaller guy. Now, don't get me wrong. X-Pac, one of my favorite Attitude Era wrestlers, mm. but the trash talk just always came up. It's because he yelled everything he said. Tell you what, you know, it's like, will you chill out, dude? You can talk normal in the. It's a microphone. It amplifies your voice for you. This is why we have it. Have to yell. (sighs) Always coming out drinking that weird energy drink and spitting it everywhere. I'm like, they want you to drink it. (laughs) That's the product placement. You drink it and then you win the match. You can't be spitting it on people. That makes me not want to drink it. (laughs) Uh, Jerry Lawler. You think he's bad? I think I just I... now he's the he's the slimy kind of trash talker that is on purpose that feels like it's on purpose, and I think that's why he got that's why he had such a long run in the announcer role. But every time, maybe not, more not just announcer, lately, you know what I mean, a commentary commentator. It just feels like, especially lately, every time they bring him out, it's like he just says something so weird sure and garbagey like i remember one time michael cole went on this big huge thing about a story line that was going on and he was trying to push a narrative and jerry lawler paused for a second and goes huh why don't you come why don't you act like your head and come to a point <laughs> and like <laughs> that's oh, true oh, oh. but but i'm jerry lawler oh, the- <laughs> The thing is, his style has not changed since the 90s, which is probably why it falls flat today. Yeah. Back in the 90s, in the Attitude Era time, that's how you know, like <laughs> that's how those people talked. Like he was channeling kind of like Bobby Heenan vibes. It was it was one-liners. It was it was little little tough zingers. Every time I talk smack about a wrestler on this podcast, I pray that they never listen to this and that I meet them. Because, like, I'd love to meet Jerry Lawler. I just don't love his commentating as much. Um, this is really bad. Hmm. I don't care for Daniel Bryan when he tries to trash talk. His com- but I don't know if it's on purpose. But his just comes off weird when he's trying to like trash talk. Yeah, um, yeah. It might he, have. It might be the same. It might be the Xbox effect. I don't know. He gives off all that, <laughs> which vegan is now energy. what it's called, the Xbox effect. <laughs> <laughs> vegan energy he gives off all that you, but, vegan but vibe. I mean, you know. Okay, hold oh. on. I say that I might take that back because when he was pushing that heavy vegan energy with the. The eco-friendly belt and everything. Yeah. I actually enjoyed that. So, you know, I take it back. Daniel Bryan, I take it back. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Brian Danielson. That was actually a very fun run. I completely forgot about it until just now. And that title was dope. That wooden that was, title with the burlap fun. strap was dope. Also, he had a really good uh, trash-talking run when he was facing the authority. Mm-hmm. That's that whole That whole program. That was right. It was really good. Stephanie McMahon. 
Bad. I hate oh, it. Bad. <laughs> It's like bad. she's trying to channel her father, and it's it never oh, sounds 100%, like it hundred percent, and it's so bad. <laughs> really bad. Because she's somebody's mother. Yeah. <laughs> and Shane McMahon sometimes has that same problem. Occasionally, he'll he'll come off and he'll be all right, because he's got a little bit of a different, like, almost a different accent to him. It gives him a different bit of an attitude than the rest of his family, but uh, not always. Yeah. He's hit or miss. Okay, so that's that's we've covered a lot of terrible trash talkers. Um, so who who does it best? Who's done it best? I'm gonna save my very best for last. Okay, but I have a good list here. Okay, I'll start with the classic guys though, because I can't. I have you know I wasn't around for most of them. I've just seen clips and stuff in the past. Yeah. but they definitely deserve a mention. Superstar Billy Graham, phenomenal. Ric Flair, of course. The back in the day, Ric Flair. Yeah, when he was screaming into the microphone, mm-hmm. uh, Macho Man, fun and Macho Man, weird and so, hilarious. So we did the um, the impressions yeah. on our first episode, and the passage that you read, uh, our pastor preached from this last <laughs> week, and I couldn't stop hearing it. <laughs> Could not hear from one body. Man, take it all in. I just—it was. I've been doing some uh, Among Us streaming for um, LTN, and when you're streaming on Twitch, you can't have like copywritten music or whatever. And I find when when I'm in the match and I'm not talking to people, I start to sing, and I had to stop myself from doing that. So to do that, I just sit there and talk. Through my thoughts as Macho Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you're going to open up the waterways of pain and let it flow all over you. Yeah. Can you uh, start Piper. dressing like Macho Man? <laughs> I'd love to. Roddy Piper. Uh, but I think the best, probably in the classic, in my opinion, is uh, Bobby Heenan, like I mentioned. Yeah. Bobby Heenan wasn't a long, drawn out trash talker. He didn't have a diatribe he went on, he had one pinprick. That he would just shoot out at someone. Yeah. And that person would be stunned for a few seconds before he realized, oh, ouch. That hurt. He was a sniper. He yeah. was a trash talking sniper. And he was really the first heel commentator. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, just be mean to people. <laughs> I can do that. Done. Um, my favorites on my list uh, CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, and I think with CM Punk, it's just because he. I think there's a there's there's a kernel of of truth in everything that he said. Absolutely, he comes off super genuine. That at the very least, he believed. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Heyman. Yeah, Paul Heyman, of course, he's one of the best orators of the entire yeah. industry. <laughs> he just knows how to word things. Uh, they're great. I, I may get some crap for this, but Cena. Yes, no, he's on my list too. Not not like current and last decade Cena. Yeah. Original yeah. white rapper Cena. He came out rapping. Was phenomenal with beating the trash people talk. up. He, he the, was vulgar. Size of his man part. <laughs> he came out one about. one Royal Rumble, spent the entire two minutes. I love that rapping <laughs> outside of the ring. I mean, it was great. It was phenomenal. And that's why everybody's always wanted him to go back to the heel character yeah. his whole career, because that was the best version. 
All right, let me get some in. Mm. Triple H. In three different eras. Yeah. He was great as the... the Hunter like Hearst a, Helmsley? Yeah, the annoying, arrogant uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Bring back that arrogance with the game. Uh, he was great in the like childish uh, DX way, mm-hmm. making fun of other people and all that. And then he's great as the crooked boss. He is he is giving, in yeah. my opinion, Vince McMahon, uh, or Mr. McMahon, the character, uh, a run for his money when it comes to crooked boss. As the authority, that was fantastic. I yeah. loved him in the role. Of, I didn't care for the authority storyline per se, but I liked him in that role. The, the authority storyline just went too long. Yeah, that's why, yeah. The same thing happened uh, with the McMahon-Helmsley era uh, towards the end of the Attitude era. It just The storyline was good, but it just dragged on far too long. So long. And so you got sick of it. No, but, we're uh, still doing this. <laughs> but I enjoyed him. And so with that, Mr. McMahon also. Uh, maybe not lately, of course. But when he was a, a character on screen yeah. uh, as the, the crooked, I'm rich, you know, Donald Trump-esque uh, insulter and uh, life ruiner. Stone Cold? Oh, duh. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't have to say it. But <laughs> <laughs> they put it, you know, they put him in the Hollywood Blondes over at WCW or whatever. Kicked him out. He went to ECW. Didn't really wrestle. He just got up, got to do like promos. Yeah. And that's where he kind of started this angry redneck uh, rattlesnake routine. Yeah. And he got to develop that through these promos over at ECW. And then they brought him to WWE and it was Legendary. Yeah. Legendary trash talk. He's the kind of trash talker that would make me pee myself. Yeah. Like, just that that kind of intensity and anger and uh, stomp a mud hole in you kind of kind mm-hmm. of vibe. I just... Oh, oof. yeah. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> the ring is yours, my friend. You are the ring master. <laughs> Fine. Be it. Be it. Whatever you want to be. Um, yeah. Uh, ooh, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something, and I forgot. Big Papa Pump. Not Steiner Brothers, Scott Steiner, but Big yeah. Papa Pump, Scott Steiner. Yeah. Angry and fun. Yeah. And yeah, kind of stupid fun. sometimes. Got a 66 and two-thirds percent chance of <laughs> saying something great. Um, I loved Razor Ramon. Hey, yo. But more in the Scott Hall kind of thing. Like when he came out in WCW and was like, you don't, you may know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really stereotypical impression. (laughs) I apologize, folks. (laughs) It got worse as I said it. This is 2021. You can't be doing stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Enzo Amore, which... I'm going to say if if his career hadn't been cut down because of that controversy, yeah. He might have become the greatest trash talker of all time. Uh-huh. He had that seed in him, I believe, cuz it was from the very beginning in NXT, captivating as heck, saying things nobody's ever said on WWE television and just blowing. I mean, you've got several of them memorized. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the, to me, the best Enzo moment um, was when he was in the ring and they did like a, you can't touch Enzo Amore contract. 
And so he's in the ring and all of the, the 205 Live guys come out and they're like surrounding him and he's just trash talking each and every That's one right. of them. Yeah. And he calls uh, Drew Gulak Gabba Gulak. He's like, <laughs> calm down, Captain Underpants. <laughs> and then he turns to Cedric Alexander and was like, what is that, a scuba shirt? You going scuba diving later? And then he gets to Akira Sadawa and goes, I like you, man. And he just walks <laughs> off. He's just... <laughs> Tony Nice, you got more muscles than brain cells. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, he was fantastic. Which may be true. Tony Nice has a butt ton of muscles. Uh, who else do you have on your list? Um, Obviously, we got to talk about The Rock. Yeah, The Rock and Chris Jericho are kind of my top two. Yeah. My favorite moments with The Rock is when he's just spitting nonsense. Uh, there is a, it was him at Backlash, I want to say it was like 2003 when he came back after Scorpion King, and or the the Mummy, when he was CGI Scorpion King, <laughs> before they came out with the movie, and he wrestled, uh, he was going to do a, he was going to wrestle with Goldberg at Backlash, and they did a, like a segment, backstage segment with him, and... I forget the girl's name, but she was interviewing him. She goes, you know, Rock, you've done just about everything there is to do. And the Rock goes, whoa, 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 whoa. The Rock has done everything. There is nothing that The Rock hasn't done. In fact, the only thing that The Rock hasn't done is make a white baby. <laughs> and then he just stares at her and kind of like gives her like a, a, a the eyebrow raise. And she's terrified. I think I remember that segment. Mega white baby! Yeah, he said a lot of things that come out of nowhere. And a lot of those things have become catchphrases. Yeah. uh, That weren't intended to be initially. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the reason why I put these two guys, Chris Jericho and The Rock, in my top spot is because they're the kind of heel that creates the the, the catchphrases that people want to hear. And therefore, yeah. the crowd wants them to remain heel the entire run of their career now because they want them to hear these phrases. Yeah, Chris Jericho's, every time he reinvents himself, he comes up with a new catchphrase. Uh, the You Just Made the List one was the last one with WWE, which I thought is one of my favorites of all time. Oh, yeah. But then the little bit of the bubbly he's got going on with AEW, all that stuff. I mean, he's he's the, the kind of trash talker that makes it fun. And The Rock was the same way. Um, How many guys can make a career out of saying ever again right? in the way they say it? Ever again. Again. Uh, yeah, SmackDown Hotel. See, The Rock was the best when you let him have like an entire segment. Yeah, like go back to one of the most popular segments of all time was birthday Rock's birthday celebration that Mankind yeah. put on for him, yeah. where he got The Rock got to go through every single one of his catchphrases at some point during that incredibly long, like felt like forty five minute long segment. And it was the best. McMahon hated it because it went like 20 minutes longer than it was supposed to go. Oh, yeah. But it was one of the most watched segments of all time and rewatched segments of all time. Because <laughs> The Rock was just insulting random people from his life. They weren't even other wrestlers. And we were all in for it. Destroy your old gym teacher. Destroy your first girlfriend. <laughs> just bring it all on. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I honestly think The Rock has to keep the number one spot for that because it's it's just he's he was he was the greatest on the mic uh, I've ever seen, mm-hmm. and in a way that no matter how vicious or or horrible he was being, it was still so dang entertaining to watch. One hundred percent opposite from Baron Corbin. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. Nope. Not even, not not even a little bit good. Um, this is going to be a curveball, but okay. probably one of my favorite talkers. I don't know if it's necessarily trash talking, but one of my favorite talkers on the mic. Anytime he grabs a microphone, I just sorry. You all right there? Microphone. Okay. Speaking of aliens coming out. <laughs> one of my favorite guys when he grabs a microphone. I know it's going to be good, is R-Truth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't so much say uh, trash talking either. I mean, there was a season of that, sure. But just in general, the, being on the mic, the, yeah. The best moment in wrestling, in my personal opinion, that doesn't involve an actual match, is when he came out, he was going to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match, and all these guys are in the ring arguing. And he comes out, and he's doing this whole, the conspiracy is against me. He's like, the conspiracy against our truth go keeps going. You see, the conspiracy knows that I, I got acnophobia. Which, he said acnophobia, which is the fear of heights. Right. But then he gets up in the ring and goes... Now, if I get up on that ladder, he goes, he goes, yeah, they know I'm afraid of heights. But if I get up there and there are any spiders up there <laughs> and the whole the rest of the thing leading up to money in the bank, everybody would be arguing. And he'd just be like, I just want to know if they're going to be spiders in that briefcase. <laughs> yeah, it's just he's gold. Even just the 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 one we talked about a few weeks ago, with the Bobby Lashley thing. Bobby Lashley, we don't got to do this, man. <laughs> we don't gotta, I'm just gonna lie that you pin me and just be done. We don't got to do that, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Lashley, another one of those guys on the list of like bad trash talkers. Bad trash talkers. Him and Brock Lesnar are bad trash talkers oh, who were gifted something by somebody else being their mouthpiece. Right. Paul Heyman. Uh, being the the voice of Brock Lesnar was the best thing that ever happened to Brock Lesnar because yeah. Brock Lesnar is garbage on the garbage. Like there was a point where I forgot how Brock Lesnar's voice sounded, and I'm like, that's probably for the best. <laughs> Undertaker. <laughs> uh, do you remember uh, Jamie Noble's voice? I hadn't heard any of it. Um, for a long time, and he was doing J and J security for Seth Rollins. Yeah, and they did like an intervention for him, and like you have you have Randy Orton speak and Big Show speaks, and then uh, Jamie Noble gets the mic and he goes Seth. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's I forgot. That's what Jamie Noble sounds like. <laughs> Seth, we just worried about you. <laughs> Yeah, it's best you don't talk, Jane. <laughs> um, uh, I, I really my favorite trash talking moment, um, or one of my favorite trash talking moments, isn't even from a wrestler. 
So, uh, story time. I talked about a couple years ago, we were in Florida and we found an NXT live show to go to mm. in a town called Citrus Springs. Um, and it was, it was in this like banquet hall. There was like 150 people in there max. Um, but we got front row tickets and we took my cousin with us who at the time I think was like nine and heavy machinery was there. I think the forgotten sons were there. Um, uh, Donovan Jovanovic, who's now T-Bar and Retribution, he was there. Keith Lee was wrestling Monsoor. <clears throat> um, but one of the matches uh, in the main event was great because it was uh, Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. Ooh. Yeah. Got front row tickets to that. Delightful. And uh, EC3 was there. A lot less muscles when he's not on TV. <laughs> More like EC two and a half. Yeah. Um, but one match in particular was a women's tag match. And it was the first time I had ever seen Lacey Evans. But everybody hated Lacey Evans because everybody that was there knew who she was except for me. And she was in a tag match. I don't know who the tag team partners in this was. but She was in a tag team match with a woman against Nikki Cross. And some other random woman. And uh, Lacey Evans comes out and everybody's booing her and everybody's talking trash to her and doing all this other stuff. And then Nikki Cross comes out. And I don't think anybody actually knew she was going to be there. So when her music hit and she's running around the ring, just places going bananas. And the whole night people are shouting random just trash talky things. Yeah. Um, like the guy that told Keith Lee to rip Monsoor's nipples off. That was that event. Um, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Um, and, and it's, there's not a lot of people there and it's a very close event. So you can hear what everybody's saying. Yeah. Yeah. And my little cousin, I look over at him and I can tell he wants to get in on it. (laughs) And everybody's booing, and Lacey Evans is right on the ring post corner closest to us. And you can tell he's like, he's like kind of looking around, he's waiting for his moment, and it kind of gets quiet. And everybody's yelling, You suck, oh, you suck. And my little cousin Jonathan yells, Yeah, you suck. And I bet your mom's not even that proud of you. (laughs) Ooh, tacking mamas. That's a whole nother level of just hatred. <laughs> me and Hillary that's got to experience. Good. That's pretty good. <clears throat> uh, I do have one more mention that I'm kind of upset that I forgot to put on my list here. Okay. But you reminded me of um, through a rabbit trail anyway. You didn't directly say this name, but Alexa Bliss needs to be on this list. She is a phenomenal trash talker. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the very few people that have successfully stopped the what chant and continued on. Did she? Mm-hmm. When was that? Uh, it was early on. I want to say maybe her second year on the roster, mm-hmm. on the main roster. But it was, it's, it's from the, it's one of the classic like photos of her with her finger up and everything while she's talking in the ring. Yeah. That's like that moment where she was able to stop the, the what chant mm-hmm. and power. continue on with it. It is best, <laughs> best trash talkers in the women's division, which we could, we don't necessarily need to separate them, but I right. just kind of forgot to put them on there. Uh, yeah, it's, Becky Lynch. Becky um, Lynch is great. Yeah. Alexa bliss. And 
That freaked me said, out. You said Alexa really loud, and my Alexa went off. <laughs> um, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, and no, it still did. <laughs> what the heck? There's ghosts. There's ghosts up in here. Um, Becky Lynch, that woman. <laughs> Um, Little Miss Bliss. Yeah. And uh, Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair, yeah. Ooh. Bianca Belair. She's going to have I mean, she's fun. already great, but she's going to be a really good trash tiger. I think <laughs> I think Sasha Banks is getting better. Yeah, and she has she's had her moments yeah. uh, throughout her career, but it has been very hit or miss. But yeah, she's getting yeah. she's getting a little bit better. It's really weird to talk about Sasha Banks as like she's coming into her character because she's been a character for so long. Yeah. But I feel like she's coming into kind of her character. Figuring it like, out. Like, it's like she's she's making some better strides Just lately. Good. She needs to. Um, well, you know, whether you like snarky one-lighters or your drawn-out villainous monologues, one thing's for certain, we want more of it. <laughs> um, when we come back, we're going to do something stupid. Oh, gosh. Keep it here. We here at LTN Radio know that not everybody is nerdy in the same ways, and you might find yourself in a situation where you hear a word or a phrase that you've never seen before and have no idea what it means. Well, have no fear. I'm here to help. Today's word is botch. And in fact, I've got a definition from two different sides of the Love Thy Nerd spectrum. First up, Dungeons and Dragons. A botch in D&D is when a player or a DM rolls a one. It leads to a critical failure, usually with dire or hilarious consequences. Moving over to wrestling now, a botch is when a professional wrestler attempts a scripted move or spoken line that does not come out as it was originally, just like that as it was originally planned due to a mistake, miscalculation, a slip-up, or an error in judgment. Hope this helps. Come back next week for another nerdy definition. What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio? That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerd's content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out LTNOnAir.com and listen for yourself. You can also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and search in favorite LTN Radio or enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Now let's get you back to that podcast.
right, welcome back to the Two Words Podcast, and <laughs> we're a little worried. You see, uh, normally, if you listen to our podcast, we do a little bit portion in the middle. Um, it's kind of just a fun way to break things up before we get to our main topic, but today... We had to change things up because today we're doing the one chip challenge. Now, if you really want to get the full effect, go to our Facebook page um, and you can watch the video of us doing this podcast or do watch the video of us doing this challenge, this segment. Um, Also, at the end of that video, we will be revealing the... The two words podcast championship title. Ooh. Uh, so that's a video, video only thing. So go check that out. You're going to want to see it. It's great. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> now, if you're not familiar with the internet, um, <laughs> the packing one chip challenge is kind of a, a craze that's been going on for a while. Um, where that's four, four years or so. Three or four years. Really? I didn't know it was that long. I know it's um, at least been two years I've tried to get them. And yeah. Missed them completely. Uh, this is supposed to be the world's <clears throat> hottest chip. Um, just looking at the ingredients, uh, you have Carolina Reaper pepper, scorpion. Ch- <laughs> That's Matt shaking his Pepto Bismol. Just putting, just putting the base layer down. Pepper. Base layer. Um, you have scorpion chili pepper, sea salt, uh, chipotle pepper powder, and Szechuan pepper and Szechuan pepper extract. So. I feel like I kind of have a leg up yeah. when it comes to hot sauce stuff because I, I love hot sauces. He's gone um, to the Fiery Foods Festival in New Mexico, for, of all places. For four years. Um, and and yeah. I have eaten eaten the hottest of the hottest sauces. Didn't you prick your tongue with a sauce, like barely anything, and it nearly killed you over? Um, like it was on the end of a toothpick. Wasn't so it? there's a... <laughs> I think I think that was what the guy was warned. It was like, don't don't actually eat this. Right. <laughs> he was like, this is just something to own. This is chemical grade. Um, but there is a company out there if you mm. if you're into that sort of stuff called Pucker Butt. Mm. Um, and that's what I'm they do. Feeling it. That's what they do. <laughs> um, so uh, if you've been paying attention to LTN Radio or Love Thy Nerd. Um, some of of our contributors have done the one chip challenge, which you're supposed to eat the chip and see how long you can go before taking a drink of any milk or bread or, or anything like that. And in both cases, this has happened so far. It was an immediate give up. Yeah. <laughs> On all, all cases, which included me in the last one. Yeah. Like, I've already done um, this. And now John wants me to do it again. And yet he's voluntarily <laughs> doing it again. Um, now, if you look on the inside of the packaging, what to expect? Round one, a spicy punch to the tongue. Round two, a fiery jab to the face. Round three, impaired vision from tears. And round f- round four, oh, there's five rounds. Round four, a low blow to the gut. Pow. And round five is the knockout. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad too, sad trombonist. Um, uh, Don't say trombonist so, again. That trombonist. <laughs> um, now, I mean, looking at the ingredients, I, I'm actually like dissecting this ingredients list because I know what all of these do. 
So like the Szechuan pepper and the Chipotle are going to be like a really warm base layer yeah. of heat. And then what I'm expecting at least. Uh, and then the Carolina Reaper and the Scorpion just really hammer out at you. Like they're the archers from the top just shooting your tongue with arrows. Mm. Now, uh, the the general uh, challenge is to... Oh, rules for the challenge. It's got rules for the challenge. Yeah. Number one, eat the entire chip. Number two, wait as long as possible before drinking or eating anything. And number three, post your reaction to social media. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best this time to wait, to drink milk or do anything like that. I'm going to I'm going to attempt to do what we're doing today. Okay. You want to explain what we're doing with so this? So we're adding a little bit to the challenge. <clears throat> See because we're a wrestling podcast and because we're talking about trash today. Um <laughs> we're, we're talking about trash? We're talking about trash. <laughs> This I thought trash. this that, challenge is trash. I thought that it would be fun to uh, take take the chip and eat it, and then um, and then I've got some funny promos. Yay! These are two two classic promos, right? Uh, two, two yes, two classic popular. promos. Um, and so for you, Matt. I have chosen the Scott Steiner Steiner Math promo <laughs> from TNA, which is my favorite promo. It's, it's a really good one. Of all time. And for me, I am going to be reading uh, the debut promo from Enzo Amore. Yes. That one might be um, one of my favorites of all time. It's it's fantastic. And so, um, who's going to go first? We can, do, we can each eat the chip at the same time, I guess, but... I say you give your promo first and give me a few minutes to okay. acclimate. Okay. <laughs> I got my chocolate milk here, and I've got a Hawaiian sweet roll on standby. We have a whole tray of Hawaiian sweet rolls. We've already laid down a base layer. Last time you said you got the Sara Lee sweet rolls. They were awful. They were trash. We barely ate any. <laughs> we um, didn't even want them for relief. We're gonna they eat were them. such garbage. We're, well, we're, we're going to eat these, and they're going to be amazing. So, I also uh, have Pepto, I have ice cream, and I have milk. Like I'm ready to ride this out <laughs> as ready easy to as make possible. It happened. <laughs> so we got this uh, chip. There's a just fancy little packaging here. It's it, The packaging for the whole experience is above bar. I mean, it's really good. The little coffin, the little individually bagged. Chippy. I mean, mm. the black chip of death. This is a, it is. It is just. This was a terrible idea. Solidly <laughs> black, dude. Why? It is so, oh, I'm why did I pieces. suggest? Why did I suggest doing this? <laughs> this was my idea. <sighs> Man. Mm. Okay. Okay. Let me Close let me open coffin. up here. Close the coffin. Oh. Oh, I can smell that. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's bad. You got... Oh, there's like six pieces. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You can see it's, it's thick. It's thick on there. It's a it's a densely seasoned chip. Okay. So... It's a thick boy. We call them thick boys. Oh. It doesn't smell <laughs> as The smell is awful. The taste is awful, too. Oh, I've worked Just... on dairy farms before, <laughs> and this is very, very similar... So I have a nice three chip. This will be easier to eat. My first one was whole, and I had to try and shove that into my mouth. It was gigantic. So I've got four chips. Oh, why did I? (laughs) 
it's the your idea, John. The problem is that this was my idea. Yeah, for the first time, I didn't have to come up with a stupid idea. It was someone else. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm holding it. Okay, you got the napkin thing. I'm trying not to touch it. Yeah. All right, uh, so bottoms up for both of us? Oh, let's do a countdown here. Okay. Three. Hundred. From Ninety-nine. <laughs> All right. <coughs> All right. Three, two, two one. one. Mm-mm. You have to keep throwing it. Mm-hmm. That's what's making me upset. Oh yeah, I have to keep throwing it. Mm-mm. There it is. There it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Oh. <coughs> Surrounding the outside of my mouth. Okay. So now we got these promos. And the more I breathe, the more it hurts. <clears throat> so I'm gonna go first, which means I get to drink my milk first. And this will be Enzo Amore's debut. On Raw against the Dudley Boys. Hit my music. My name is Enzo Amore. And I am a certified G and a bona fide stud. And you can't teach that. And this right here, this is Big Cass. And he's seven feet tall. And you can't teach that either. Bada boom. Ridiculous guys in the room. How are you doing? I am Smack Talker, Skywalker, and I got a mic saber for a hater. And what do you know? And and what do you, what do you know? We got a couple of haters. Uh, spit on your carpet. A couple <laughs> of haters. You have napkins here. Uh, in the napkins. You two are so ugly. Tears roll down the back of your head to avoid your face. How you doing? Where was I? Uh, We didn't come here to play no games. D-Rod, I see the way you're staring at us. Well, let me tell you something. You want to play games, I'll connect for that dome piece. I got the gift of gab and the gift of jab, and I'll put that lazy eye right back to work. I ain't done. Listen up, bub. You better think twice, because it'll be two more thoughts than you had all day. Fall back like your hairline. Because <laughs> Big Cass will serve you two slop jalops any time of the day. Breakfast like IHOP, haymaker, pancaker, and then drop you like a deuce. Deadly boys, there's only one word to describe you, and I'm going to spell it out. S-A-W-F-T. Soft. That tells you how good that promo is that I laughed in the middle of it while I'm in the Can I drink my milk now? If you want to be a quitter, go ahead. Or you can until I'm done. Uh, okay, do it. You know what I say? That all men are created equal. But you look at me, 
and you look at Samoa Joe, and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally, if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% chance, at best, at beating me. Then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, and your chances of winning drastic go down. See, the three-way is sacrifice. <laughs> you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-third chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and one-third chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and one-third chance of winning and sacrifice. And then you take my 75% chance of winning if we go in one-on-one and then add 66 two-third percents and I got 141 and two-third percent chance of winning and sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie and they smell disaster for you at sacrifice. Oh, drink your milk, drink your milk baby. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, baby. Oh, that feels so good. Oh, baby. Oh. Eat some bread, brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, the, the burps are awful. Just prepare for that, and they keep coming. <sighs> oh. Mm-hmm. You guys, we love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And we do this for you. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, it's so bad. It's not going away. Mm. It's so bad. I don't know if it's ever going to stop. <sighs> My rectum is ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for those of you who didn't catch the other two LT in one of these, what you experience with this that somewhere between well sometime within the next 24 hours or so we will have to make and uh, it will feel like doo-doo icy hot where it goes on icy and then it comes out hot comes out hot Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a lot more chip than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a humdinger. Mm. And to really do that Enzo promo, I'm gonna send this to Enzo Amore. Mm-hmm. Um, give him a laugh. He needs right. a laugh. Mm. Um, to really do the Enzo promo, you have to do like a lot of guttural. Yeah. And that hurts even more. I'm sorry to anybody listening to the audio version of this. <laughs> it's bad ASMR. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the milk is really helping, but then it immediately stops helping. Yeah. Oh, I need a new napkin. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wipe my eyes with the thing I spit into. Yes, don't do that. That would be a whole nother level of this challenge that you aren't prepared for. Uh, oh. Uh. I have a baby at home, y'all. Why am I doing this? <laughs> Did you think about her life? No. Oh. So what was the worst part for you so far? Because mm. um, the worst part will be when you poop later. But what's the worst part right now? 
Um, the having to breathe at the beginning of it. Yeah. Because I've experienced this pain before. Right. Um, but... I don't know. I'm a moron. So I'm eating some vanilla bluebell ice cream. I thought I wouldn't need it. Mm. You arrogant child. I am arrogant. Mm. I am a ding dong. <laughs> um, so, for, those not, <laughs> for those not watching the video. Oh, there's a laugh. For those not watching the video, John is wearing the Christmas present I got for him, which is the Ding Dong Hello t-shirt. Oh, I'm so glad you got this for me. The worst catchphrase of any character ever. Oh, yeah. 100%. Well, that's our show. Oh, was it worth that's it? it. Um, oh. I think so. You know what? I'm going to be okay. I'm going to make it. So I'm interested if, if I have and if you have the same effect that I had the first time. Besides the pooping part, I could not taste salt or carbonation for at least 24 hours. Soda tasted completely flat, and I can only taste like sweet elements in food. That's good because I'm I'm not eating soda. I'm not drinking not soda. soda. I'm not drinking soda right now because I'm fat and I'm trying to lose weight. Oh, yeah, the reason I mentioned the ice cream is because, like, this is my last thing I get before I have to go back on the keto diet. Yeah. Tomorrow. You chose vanilla? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, Bluebell blue vanilla? You chose Bluebell. Bluebell vanilla, man, is out of this world. When I thought about getting ice cream, I thought about getting Bluebell because Bluebell is the creamiest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, so that's our show, y'all. Um, <laughs> Quit hitting the table. Sorry. That's our show. <laughs> we we do this for love. <clears throat> We do this uh, for wrestling. We do this for you guys. Um, be sure and keep tuning in every uh, every other sa- every other Friday. We're going to be airing exclusively on LTN Radio. I can't stop slobbering. And then on Saturday mornings, that's when the podcast version will be available. <sighs> um, if you like this sort of stuff, which why wouldn't you like this sort of stuff? Uh, you can you can financially partner with LTN Radio or Love Thy Nerd. Um, how do you do that, Matt? Mm. <coughs> Pardon me. This is the worst <coughs> ending to a podcast. Joe to, Rogan to, is turning over in his grave right now. To, <laughs> to financially partner with Love Thy Nerd, which is a 501c3 qualifying nonprofit organization. You can go to lovethynerd.com slash give, or if you want to specifically partner with LTN Radio, go to give.ltnonair.com. I don't don't even know how to end this show. Um, Oh! (laughs) With a sad trombone. What were you going to say? One cool thing that we got coming up is we're going to be taking over the Love Thy Nerd Twitch stream for Lord Royal willing. Rumble. Lord willing, if they're, if they're nice to us. I did this <laughs> for them. <laughs> this better earn me a This slot. better earn me a, a password to the LTN Twitch stream. Um, uh, so we're gonna be we're gonna watch uh, Royal Rumble, which will be the funnest to watch along with us, mm-hmm. because we get to react all together. Mm-hmm. 
to add all the fun things. Um, yeah. So the way those work is you won't actually see Royal Rumble on our screen. You'll hear it a little bit in the background, but we can't even put that up too high. Um, but the, the point is you watch it where you are and then have we'll us watch it where we on your it. phone or your computer next to you. And uh, we all watch along and react together. And we're all going to watch wrestling together as a community, as a family. Which is going to be so much fun. Um, the Twitch stream. Junk food. Twitch.tv slash nerd. And check out their Twitch stream anyway, whether we stream on it or not. They stream almost every single day. Actually, I think it's every single day now uh, for at least a couple hours, if not multiple times. Oh, okay, Matt. Well, it's going away. Mm-hmm. I'm... It's I feel not like a I'm in super the, long-lasting thing. I feel like goodness. I'm in the eye of the hurricane, though. Like <laughs> a little bit. In the eyes of the hurricane, you will. <laughs> there is farting, <laughs> <laughs> and it burns. Um, yeah, you'll experience probably a pretty bad stomachache. Yeah, and nausea for you eat something about a day. Yeah. Then, then that's when the the icy hot poop starts. I'll give you guys a uh, a a, a uh, an update when I have one. In fact, I think I counted, and it, it was by day five that I felt normal again. So you have a, about four days. I have a family. I'm taking vacation next week. <laughs> I should have taken it this week. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Enjoy your manual labor job. Well, we hope that this year has already started blessing you. We hope that we have blessed you by being here. Um, and we hope you bless us by showing up uh, time and time again. Because um, even if you didn't listen, we'd still be doing this. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's... I think that I don't have a way to end I I had a way to end this, but I have no way to end this now. We love you. <clears throat> We care about you. Uh, and if if 2021 is any better than the last 20 minutes that we've experienced, it's an upswing. Hey. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll see you again in two weeks. And if you're not down with that. We got two words for you. Yeah.